Good morning, friends. Welcome to uh, this week's edition of the podcast. Uh, we hope that uh, you all have had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. This is the last week of April. Um, I guess with so much going on, it just uh, it seems that time is getting by us, passing by very swiftly. Uh, we just entered this year seemingly and already... We are uh, almost halfway uh, through, um, but here we are, and uh, time is moving forward. I want to say before I get into my topic for the for the week, um, with that in mind, I just want to encourage you, those of you who have plans, pursuits, objectives, goals, ideas, uh, don't sit idly by. And let your opportunity pass. Um, do it. Execute what you have in mind. Pursue it. Make it happen. Um, and don't be afraid to try. Uh, you know, some people are ah, I would, but I, I think that I'll probably fail. Well, failure, friend, is a part of success. Until you have failed... You will never succeed. And those who never fail are people who never try. So uh, get busy. And if you don't have any supporters, if you don't have any believers, if you don't have any investors, uh, when I mean investors, uh, not just monetarily, but people who invest uh, encouragement, strength, positive energy, if, if those persons are missing and absent in your life, Learn to find those values in yourself and push through and persevere. Um, we have a saying in our religious circles that uh, uh, only what you do for Christ will last. You know, time is passing swiftly. So uh, just get busy. Do what you got to do. A lot has been going on. Um, as you know, we this police... Uh, debate um, with killing uh, these uh, innocent persons or perceived innocent and um, uh, just a lot this, the, uh, one has just stood out in my mind I mean we've had I think over 80 this year across the nation <clears throat> one stands out in my mind uh, this uh, most recent one in Chicago of a 13-year-old kid and um, how I offer my prayers to that family and my condolences and sympathies. And everybody's really on the police department for officers <clears throat> shooting this, uh, this kid. Uh, and, and it is a kid. Um... And uh, for not having, he they it said that he didn't have a gun. He had thrown the gun away. But let me just weigh in on this a minute. You know, everybody's talking about how wrong the police were in that situation, and um, how better policies and procedures could have been used. Well, I my question here. On this issue is where were the parents does anybody 
see that the parents have some responsibility in this? Why isn't the question being asked, what in the world was a 13-year-old kid doing out in the middle of the night? Um, Question one. Question two, what was a 13-year-old doing with a gun? Question three, what was the 13-year-old doing in the company of those persons that he was with? Where is Where was the parental supervision? Where was the parental oversight? Um, and, and of course, I, I'm not saying that the police, you know, I'm not dealing, I'm not trying to convict the police and all that, and I'm, and, and I'm not trying to exonerate the police in this situation. But isn't there some responsibility that the parents uh, owe in this situation? Um, I think whatever arrests, whatever prosecution and adjudication is um, given to the police officers, I think the parents are just as culpable as the police officer here. Um, We've made an egregious mistake in our country. And when we took the uh, the liberty of the parents to discipline their children, we've taken the tool of discipline out of their hands and uh, then we we wonder why there's such a widespread pandemic of crazy activity in the streets. Well, we know discipline and obedience begins in the home. I remember when I was a kid, uh, when kids would get in trouble, if the police were involved. Uh, I remember one time we had a guy, uh, he, was, he was a bad actor, and uh, he got caught stealing uh something in a store and so the police security got him and they called the police or should I say the store security I'm sorry the store security got him and then they called the police and uh, they called his parents and when his parents got there his dad said "Uh, I'll take care of this I got this and the police said you got it and he said yeah I'll, I'll take care of it and the police released this boy to the custody of his father because they knew that discipline was necessary and that that discipline would definitely be um, given. And um, that's how it was then. But now you've made it against the law for parents to discipline their children. And I know there are people that are excessive. We have excessive people in everything. I mean, we just had an excessive, out-of-control president in the White House. But you didn't eliminate the presidency. You just eliminated the person. And so that's what needs to happen in this situation in in our generation. Don't eliminate the uh, liberty of parents to discipline their children just deal with the individual ones who take it out of context and go too far with it but discipline is necessary and I think in this case 
if this 13-year-old boy would have been at home where he should have been, uh, in the bed under the cover, sleep, uh, with the TV off, uh, or even playing a video game. I know at that time of morning, what time of night, but at least if he was at home, we would have a different narrative here. This would not have ever occurred. So there is some responsibility that uh, the parents have to play here. And I think it, it is just an egregious mistake and of misguided oversight that we look past that truth, that reality, and blame everything on the police. It is not the police responsibility to raise your children. If you're out there making kids, you need to take care of your kids. And if your kids get in trouble, you need to do the time. You need to be held responsible and accountable for their actions. Um, until they are of an age of responsibility and accountability, the responsibility and the accountability of their actions and livelihoods are the responsibility of their parents. So I, I, I don't understand why in the media this fact was overlooked. And I that's the first thing that came to my mind when I when I saw this on the news. I said, where was the mama and the daddy? And I can't be the only one. I'm sure I'm just one of millions of persons who have who thought the same thing and asked the same question. Um, something really, really needs to be done in our nation, and it begins at home. It doesn't begin in the state capitals of our states. It doesn't begin in the city halls of our local municipalities. It doesn't begin in the White House. It begins in your house. That's where responsibility and accountability begins. And so I want to just kind of talk about that for the next few moments in this podcast, responsibility and accountability. Um, and uh, let me just say this, and I just want to be just as true and as frank as I could be. The degenerating cycle, the whirlpool of degeneration in our society, on our streets, uh, in our uh, in our nation, is a direct result of the degeneration of our homes. These we don't have this this generation. These children do not have structure in this generation, like we had in generations past. The leaders of today, the baby boomers and whatever, were a result of the strong home life, the strong home structure that existed in the post-war era. And I know you guys probably get tired of hearing me go back in history and refer back to history, but if we, if we don't embrace history, we'll never face our future because we won't have one. Uh, because the we have a cliche that says uh, history repeats itself, what goes around comes around. 
and it does. Um, and as a result of the post-war era, when our world, well, let's just deal with our nation. Our nat- nation was on in the mode of rebuild. Um, those who survived the war were coming home to claim their uh, young wives that they left, the young families that they left, uh, those that uh, were not married were coming home to find a bride. Um, the industrial boom uh, was happening where the government was building freeways and bridges all across the nation. Um, the railroads were expanding, homes were being built, the uh, car industry was booming Ford, GM, all of those places in Detroit were hiring. There was just a lot going on and it was favorable for men to come back, choose a bride, get a job and build a family. And they did. And from those uh, persons in the 50s having families, building homes, Those babies of the 50s are the leaders of this last generation, the the Bill Clintons, the Hillary Clintons, the Joe Bidens, uh, all of those persons who are the leaders of today, the people that we look to, they were the kids, they they were the fruits of the last generation of the home structure. Then we see in this generation we have now, there is no home structure. Most homes don't have, and it's not just minorities. It's in all the homes. Most homes don't have two parents. At one time, if there wasn't uh, uh, a, a strong structure in the in the home of the, with the parents, children could go to the grandparents well now in this time even the grandparent home uh, is single in in most cases and so there is no structure there's no discipline Uh, kids don't wash dishes anymore Uh, kids don't do chores anymore Uh, they're not made to do homework Uh, you don't come in the house before the lights street lights come on because now most kids don't even go outside to play uh, they stay at home in front of the TV on those electronic devices and video games. Uh, girls were made to help cook, clean, uh, to learn how to maintain a house. You're taught now that that is sexist, uh, that that is degrading to a woman, to uh, uh, that's mitigating her potential for success by saying she's supposed to be isolated to the kitchen, to the house. Uh, I mean, geez, Um, boys are not made to work. Uh, Saturday was cleanup day. They claimed the the girls were in the house cleaning, washing. The boys were outside with their dad doing the yard, working on the cars. Um, And it was structure. And they grew up knowing how to do things. Now, because of all of this independent rhetoric that we're teaching, our young people don't know how to do anything. Boys don't know how to 
fix cars, change tires. Girls don't know how to maintain the house. And you wonder, and, and I tell I tell young people all the time, I tell young ladies, look, your, your beauty can attract a man, but it's your skill that will keep him. You, you've got to have some skill. And they say, oh, that's sexist saying, oh, that a woman should cook. I mean, listen to the stuff that we're saying. And then you have a generation of adults who know nothing. And they, as a result of knowing nothing, they're producing children and don't know what to do with them. Don't know what to tell them because the structure that they were needing is now termed and deemed as being sexist and degrading. So they have no tools. They have no knowledge. They have no skill. And they're producing children and don't know what to do with them. And so as a result, now you have a bunch of wild kids that go out into society and produce a wild society. They, they, don't, they don't have skill. They don't have manners. They don't have respect because they weren't taught it. Because they weren't. And, and I don't know why you think. Why do people think that kids will just be born with everything uh, that they're supposed to know uh, with the behavior that they're supposed to have uh, with the mentality and the mindset that those things are not born traits those are taught and disciplined traits if that was the case God would have never created us in a way where wisdom and information is passed down from one generation to the next you would already know everything so here we are. Kids don't know how to act because they're not taught. Kids don't know how to respect because they're not taught. Kids don't know how what to do and how to carry themselves and how to and have information to pass on to their kids because they're they haven't been taught. They haven't been trained, and they haven't been taught and trained these things because now it is uh, accepted in society that these things are degrading. They're antiquated there they're out of the scope of of our intelligent society and so now because you didn't do it at home they're out in the street and the the police are having to deal with it now you don't want the police to do nothing so what what is going to happen and it's it's just like and I, I don't do a whole lot of um, quoting scriptures and being, being religious in, in the podcast because I know that I have a listening audience of persons of every belief and background but in the scripture in the Bible uh, it Jesus spoke about uh, this generation of people who would be just spiraling down this cesspool of wickedness and evil and he said that uh, they would not be believers of truth they would not embrace what was right uh, Paul talked about them saying that they would be unthankful un- and, and that's what's going on in this society it's just a terrible society and it's getting worse so now 
You're, there's this movement to defund the police, handcuff the police. They can't shoot your bad kids that you didn't raise. They can't arrest your bad kids that you didn't raise. Uh, they can't uh, kill. They can't beat uh, your children that you didn't raise. So where will this end? Where will this malady be corrected? At what level? It's never going to be corrected because it stopped where the place where it should have stopped and been corrected was in the home. That's the fixing point because you can't start out one way and end up another. Until we get the home structure back, uh, we're lost. And so the responsibility and the accountability of what's going on in the world today begins at the home. Mothers and fathers. Uh, I remember growing up and I would see uh, men and women together and I would hear them tell stories about, yeah, we, you know, we didn't really want to stay together. We had issues, we had problems, but it was more important for us to stay together for the sake of the children. Now, people don't even care about how their actions and lives affect their kids. They just do whatever the heck they want to do, and they don't care. And uh, these kids go out with all of the the, the emotional trauma from what has happened in the home. This stuff begins in the house. Accountability and responsibility begins in your house. So I know... They're bad police. I know they're bad politicians. I know they're bad this, they're bad. Okay, we we understand that. But you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's not going to help our situation by beating up on the good police because you've got some bad ones. And I'm agreeing, we do have some bad ones. I'm I'm not ignoring that. But attacking the police is not the answer. When these children commit these atrocities, go to their house, get their mama, get their daddy, and put them in jail with the child. And I guarantee you, if you start holding responsible these parents and holding them accountable for what their children are doing, and if this becomes a law and a rule of practice in our society and in our nation, uh, parents will get up off their tuffet and start doing what they're supposed to do. And we have too many men out there. Instead of raising the children they have, they're out making more kids and ain't doing nothing to support, provide, protect, train, prepare the ones they already have. How about that? Uh, how about if we, we start going around and arresting these fathers who are just uh, seed planters? They're just going all over the place, producing child after child after child after child, and not spending no time raising, teaching, preparing. Uh, put him in jail. Um, the, these mothers who who are just having kids, having kids, having kids, and doing it. Put her in jail. Yeah. I mean, you, you're putting the police in jail for doing, and again, here, I'm not, I'm not justifying um, any unjustifiable, unjustifiable acts. I'm just talking. Uh, 
uh, we're putting the police in jail. Why don't you go get the parent who didn't train the child? Now, listen, I'm and now remember, I'm not talking about all of these cases. I'm speaking in reference to this one, the 13 year old who was out in the middle of the night, whose parents should have had custody of him properly and made sure that he was where he should be at his age. This is what I'm talking about. Now, if we're going to arrest the officer in Chicago and and we're going to prosecute him, whatever prosecution that you levy on that police officer, let's give those parents the same. You say, well, these kids are bad. They sneak out the house. We all could have snuck out the house, but because we were trained and the fear of discipline was in us, we knew not to sneak out that house. We could have snuck out too. Uh, but hey, discipline has a place and we need to make sure that it remains in place so that we don't have all of these terrible atrocities continuing to occur in our neighborhoods, our cities, and in our nation. And you say, well, that's not going to fix everything. Well, it won't fix everything, but it is a beginning. It will fix something. It may not fix everything but it will fix something. And I believe if we train up our children in the proper way, that's a scripture, that is a that is a, a metaphor, and it is, it is the truth. If we train, train them up in the proper way, when they get old, they will remember their training. It's happened through generations, through millions of years of our existence on this planet. Other cultures do it. You know, even in some countries, I think someone told me, I ran into a friend of mine who uh, we went to high school together and he moved to Singapore. And uh, he told me in Singapore, they hardly have any crime. And I said, well, how in the world is that? He says, because in Singapore, if you get caught stealing, they will whoop you. They will beat you or they will maim you. The, 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 it's the law and people know it. So they don't do that crazy stuff. I said, isn't that something? And here in this country, we allow the liberty that we have to be a crutch and a stumbling block to, and we use it in an improper way. And and while there, this came to my mind the other day, we have to know it when we're going around using our liberty and our freedom, and it's the law, it's the our constitutional right. You have to know, common sense will tell you. You have to know that when our forefathers wrote the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the preamble, and all of the the laws upon which our society and our system of life and government is based, they did not have. You got to know this. You can't be that dumb. They did not in the least way have the idea that we would be turning the laws and using them in the inappropriate ways that we're doing today. You have to know that. There is no way in the world that you could think that those forefathers who gave their all for our independence and wrote these laws for us to be the heirs of of freedom that they had in their minds that we would twist, manipulate, and interpret 
these freedoms and, and inalienable rights that we have in the way that we're doing today. You gotta know that. They did not have this mess, these atrocities in mind. You gotta know that they did not have freedom of speech and our freedom of expression and freedom to protest when they wrote these laws. They did not have in mind what happened in January when the people nuts, total out of control nuts, attacked our nation's capital. You gotta know that they didn't have that in mind. They did not dream that the, the, the mindsets of morality would have degraded and, and in such a way uh, was sucked down into a whirlpool of stupidness. They, they never would have dreamed it. Their dream was for us to have dignity. Their dream was for us to have honor and respect for each other. Even as we talk about the, uh, the right to bear arms, they did not have in mind that we would be going into public places and shooting up people. They didn't think. They, there's no way in the world they dreamed that morality would degrade in such a way. They didn't see that. And I think when we use these terms and use these laws to support acts of ignorance and violence and hatred towards one another, we're slapping those persons in the face. We're, we're, we might as well go to their tombs where their bones rest and desecrate their tombs because that's the same thing you're doing by disrespecting the, the, the laws that have given us such freedom and success in life. It's time for us to be responsible and accountable. And you know where responsibility and accountability begins? It begins in your house. And it begins with the person, the man and the woman that you see in the mirror. It starts there. And then it transcends from there to those little pitter-patter feet running around in your house. And then it goes out from there into the, the neighborhood. And then into the community. And then into the city. And then it spreads. Be accountable. Don't blame the police for what you should do. Don't put off on the government what you should do. And, I, and, and I'm going to say this as I wrap this up. I, we, we, we blame the government for so much and we want the government to do everything for us. Listen, friend, the government doesn't owe us anything. You don't need reparations. You don't need, uh, I, I know they talk about how the government, that we're supposed to get the 40 acres and a mule, those of us in the African-American uh, community. But listen, you know what? Everything is out there for you. If you can dream, instead of conjuring up all of these uh, emotions of animosity and ill and you want to protest why don't you use that same energy to dream a dream form a pursuit act upon it make something happen for yourself don't sit around and wait for people to give you and do for you do for yourself be responsible be accountable Build something for yourself. Build your own 
community, build your own business, build your own stairway to wealth. The liberty is there. The freedom is there. The opportunity is there. Be responsible and be accountable. And it starts with you. This is not a judgment pitch. This is not a pointing of a finger. This is an incentive to think. This is a call to think. Where there is injustice, sure, you can protest that. But don't get so caught up in protesting that you lose out on self-building. Build oneself. Do something with yourself, for yourself. Don't wait for others to give you something. Get something for yourself. It's there for you. You just have to get out there and do it. Take it one step at a time and you'll make it. Be accountable. Be responsible. And make life great for you and yours. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.